This is Konzenshu, the podcast episode 492 for the week of April 3rd, 2022. We're here! We're alive! Happy anniversary! Welcome to Konzenshu, the podcast. Thank you. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. The Konzenshu's. We cover ages so much, <laughs> anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike. You may see me around as Vegito EX. That is Heath. You may see him around as Hujio. Hello, buddy. On occasion. I brought the champagne. Nice. Yeah. Did, did you actually? I, I don't. I put the camera away i don't know no you don't have champagne no i don't he's lying to me don't listen well but nobody else out there knows that we are going to allow ourselves a little bit of a congratulatory probably somewhat self-aggrandizing episode here we don't do this very often but we are going to reflect on 10 years i can't believe we're saying this of our konzenshu fusion it was indeed back on april 1st of 2012 that we combined daizenshu ex and konzentai into konzenshu we're still here. We are still trekking along a decade after that, man. Heath, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to announce this episode. Um, we're going to be talking about some of our history, favorite moments from these last 10 years, accomplishments. Again, we have announcements. Let's just start it off right now and say head on over to patreon.com slash Uh We'll talk about that later on this episode. But Heath, yeah, 10 years, buddy. I know it's hard to believe, which is weird for us because I feel like we've been around forever. Anyway, <laughs> I know. ten um, years is kind of like a drop in the hat in the grand scheme of everything that we've been doing in in internet age. Though, are, does that put us like in the retirement home yet? Oh yeah, we, I'm ready. Okay. Put me there, please. Like you said, we don't do this very often, but I think it's especially this day and age, it's quite an accomplishment. Um, especially when we do so much for not only ourselves, but for, you know, not to make a profit. We're just in this because we enjoy doing it. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that we still enjoy doing it, we're still around and we're still here, maybe not as consistently as we used to be. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's fun. It's a nice release. At least it is for me. <laughs> but, um, I, I think 10 years is something to celebrate. And I hope everybody enjoys it. And obviously, hopefully we're around for another 10 years and more after that. And beyond. And at some point, we will be in the retirement home (laughs) together and running amok. Or we're going to own our own cruise ship. Those are the the only two options. Oh, I like that. Mm, I like that idea. Uh, So I kind of said what we're going to do. I want to take it back all the way to the end. This is going to be a real freeform episode, y'all. So just Mm -hmm. strap in. Who knows what we're going to say and share. I I've wrote some things down at the bottom of this outline and we'll see if I stand firm on saying some of this or if we get to it in another 10 years, we shall see. I uh, may divert this thing <laughs> off the rails so fast. That- <laughs> Heath, let's go back to the beginning because consent you. Yes. Dates back 10 years, but uh, it, it's been a while. Maybe new listeners. The podcast is semi regular again. Maybe folks are coming in for the first time. Let's talk about what it is that we do, who we are, where we come from and i'm gonna pull rank on you because i started first so feel <laughs> shake free this, 
shaking his head at me. Yep. <laughs> he says nice things, but then I'll go to the bathroom right now. Let yeah. me know when you're done. Oh, all right. I started Vegito EX's Ultimate DBZ Links page in January 1998 because I felt like everything that could be said about Dragon Ball Online was already done. Uh, all the documentation was already done. All the information was already there. Uh, the show was over in Japan. It had just ended a couple months ago. GT had just ended. Uh, everything you needed to know. Curtis Hoffman had done all the episode summaries and Shushinshu was still going. I didn't need to do anything else it was already done and so what i decided was well i'm just going to make a links page and link to all the best things out there uh i've told this story many times but uh google didn't really exist yahoo was the search engine of choice and you had to manually submit your site to yahoo and a real live human being on the other side would decide whether or not they would put it into a category somewhere within their hierarchy uh, which is so, still the weirdest thing ever wow from, from today's standpoint yeah yeah <laughs> It's crazy. So I said, I'm just going to make a links page. And then I couldn't stop. I was recording sounds. I was writing some of the worst Dragon Ball text that has ever existed in the fandom of Dragon Ball English language fandom. Um, and it turned into Vegito EX's homepage, I think, uh, within the next two months. Uh, and I rebranded into Daizenshu EX, I think 2000 or 2001. Might have been 1999. I think it was 99. I think it was the next year I was already Daiz EX. Uh, and I've just been going since then. Um, I've always felt very strongly about documentation, even when I wasn't doing it very well early on. Uh, I loved reporting news, keeping up with things. Uh, I really wanted to take up the mantle of the folks that had inspired me, uh, the fan sites before, because they all kind of dropped it when it came over to North America. They're like, I don't want anything to do with this series anymore. But I was just discovering it. You know, Funimation's English dub had only just premiered um, Dragon Ball in 95, DBZ in 96. That's when I discovered it there in 96. And I really wanted to just enjoy it, have fun with it, and do some cool things. So started my site, reported news and rumors and all sorts of wild things. And I had a, a great time doing it. And I ran that site through 2012. And we'll get to that. Um, that time frame at some point. There's probably a lot more I could say about Vegito EX's homepage and Daisenshu EX of the day. But Heath, tell me a little bit about yourself and your earlier days and how Constantine came to be. So similar to you, although slightly later, probably it was mid-1997 when I first was made aware of Dragon Ball Z. And up until then, you know, there had been other anime series that had come to the U.S. with various levels of dubs <laughs> and uh that's kind of when i i fell in love with animation and when you're a kid you you tend to lean toward that anyway and but it was something that was totally different than what i had seen before and it was right around the exact same time that my parents bought our first computer and one of my friends was he had just started making a website i think it was on GeoCities. yeah and i was like oh that's really neat i want to kind of learn how to do that and so for me, the two have always kind of been entangled. Yeah, um, yeah. As, as long as I've been involved with Dragon Ball, <laughs> I've been doing web design. So it it's just been a natural fit. And I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It is definitely an outlet for me to code, which is really weird to say. But to, so to combine my, my two passions has always been really fun. And then I didn't really do anything with it for quite a while. And I was in college and I had learned all sorts of coding at that point. I had made various websites of random Dragon Ball tidbits. And at this point, you know, the large behemoth websites um, had long but died off. 
Um, excuse me. <laughs> didn't really I exist. There. Hey, you took a hiatus, so that counts. <laughs> and you know, the internet had changed yeah, dramatically yeah. by that point. But my nostalgia for that era mm. w- was always kind of there. And then all of a sudden, in the early two thousands, the cons and bonds started being released. So I started buying those. I had just gotten you know a first good paying job, so I had money, um, <laughs> and I lived with my parents, so that helped. And then the dragon boxes were coming. And I bought all those too. And that really just reinvigorated my fandom. And there was no information about any of this like out there really. And I grew up in a household. My dad is a huge history buff. And so documentation has always been something that uh, I've done. And I was just like, I I need to do this. And so that's where Constantine came from in May of 2005. I launched that. I had been working on it for mm-hmm. a couple years. And I had somebody else that I had met online, uh, DBW. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe he's around anymore. We worked together for a while. He also had the Dragon Boxes. And that's where my passion for animation, documentation really came from. Episode credits, mm-hmm. screenshots, the cast, staff. Um, so we we dove into that. And then eventually I met Jake or Herms on the Daisenshu EX forums. We both owned the Daisenshu. He had been posting some translations. And I said, you know, I, I'm in great need of a translator. <laughs> I was going to say, we skipped over Julian in, in this conversation. And I was yeah. like, uh, do, do you have any free time on your hands? And uh, that's that's how that happened. And we were good friends. We still are. And we collaborated on so many projects. And that's when you and I kind of met and we started going from there and i'm i'm sure we'll jump into that here shortly but that's that's how cons and tie hmm. came into being um and ironically the name i was like i need a name for a website and i could not figure out what it, what i wanted to do i didn't want it like too japanese but enough that like you get the idea uh-huh and a lot of people know who cons and tie sell is sure for sell. yeah you hear that word so, a lot yeah and i just happened to be perusing I think it was the transformation guide on Daisenshu EX. And <laughs> yeah, I yeah. came across that and I was like, that's it. That's what I want. <laughs> it's a good word. And lo and behold, it's weird how it ended up completely merging together yeah, years yeah. down the road, how it worked out. Um, I love it. Completely unintended, but you just got to love it. That's fun. You know, you and I have both had kind of different phases of our sites at the time. You mentioned you started just yourself coding, you had TPW working with you for a while, and you pulled Jake in. I did the similar thing. Uh, the earliest days of Vegito EX's homepage, I had some folks. I honestly don't know that I knew many of their actual names back then. It was all just screen names and AOL Oh, everybody rooms. was by their handle. Yeah, no clue. Yeah. And it was weird that like, did I give these people FTP access to my site? I guess I did, but um, they would do random things. Like someone would just do like banner images or they would scan images out of Dizenshu that I didn't own yet or write comedy bits for a page somewhere. Um, this was the like the heyday of fan sites. And that's something I kind of want to talk a little bit about. Before before that, though, I have to acknowledge Julian. Um, I did go on a little bit of a hiatus. I took my ball and went home. Definitely. Um, I started my site when I was 16. Um, and it was tough coming up in that era and the site blowing up to the degree that it did. Um, I wasn't prepared for that at that age. Uh, I see a lot of people that are not prepared for that in different aspects of content creation these days at all sorts of different ages. And it's wild for me to think about the kind of traffic that Vegito EX's homepage was driving back then. 
probably more than Kanzenshu gets today, which is mm-hmm. wild to think about because that's how much traffic was going around with Dragon Ball back then. Um, and I was in college and, you know, what is it about the, the male brain doesn't finish forming until like age 25 or something like that? Yeah, so I wasn't quite there yet. Um, I, th- I think there's some truth to that. I remember feeling around like age 27, like, okay, I'm good. Like, this is me from here on out. Um, and it's weird <laughs> that a lot of my history is online. Uh, you can kind of trace it back before then. I don't know what the, th- the thread of this was, but our sites went through so many different versions, permutations. Um, when I... I wanted to relaunch, like I wanted to take it seriously again, and so I did. And in early 2003, I relaunched Aizenshu EX, uh, and I brought Julian on. And Julian, I knew from Alta Fan Dragon Ball News Group. Um, no one knows what Usenet News Groups are anymore. We did a whole podcast episode about it, so check that out. I'll figure out what the number is. I'll link it somewhere. Um, Julian was just a super cool dude. He was starting to learn the language. I think he spent all of about a month working on the Planet Emic website before that shut down. Yep. Um, but I, I've I've worked with some some nice folks over the years, some not nice folks over the years. You learn a lot when you're young, uh, working towards a common goal. Um, and Julian has been my rock um, since 2003. Um, he he and I share the same ideals and pretty much everything. And then to be able to meet you and Jake and kind of merge that all together, that was something. Um, Heath, I want to talk about fan sites a little bit because we are still a fan site. And that is something that, as you mentioned, really doesn't exist. And so this is going to be one of those self-congratulatory kind of things. But I'm really proud of the fact that we exist the way we do in an age of the fandom wikias and social networks and one-off postings here and there to have something all in one place. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've read people say, I wish there was a Kanzenshu for blank. And that is the highest compliment that I think can be paid to uh, what we do. Because they know, like, I want to get the episode credits from Dragon Ball episode 15, and it's there. They know um, I want to get what Toriyama said in his Daizenshu 2 special interview. It's there. Um, and we don't have everything. You know, it's our work is never going to be done. But it's, it's a site that really doesn't exist anymore, where we try to have everything and do everything as best we can. Um, <laughs> without reverting back to the days of a left-hand column of links where there's 500 things there going down the page where it's all the Dragon Ball wishes and all the Tenkaichi Budokais. And I remember those days. You know, I, I always refer to them as the Wild West of the Internet. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, those mid to late 90s years on the uh-huh. Internet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really hard to describe what that was like to someone <laughs> that has only been on the modern internet as we know it right now. Because as you alluded to earlier, you had to submit your website to search engines. um, Mm -hmm. And and the search engines we have now are not the ones we had back then. You know, the internet is always evolving. But I mean, in those times, it was people, you know, had fixed bandwidths, crashing websites because Mm -hmm. they would get so much traffic so fast. They would get Um, thousands upon thousands of dollars bills mailed to them. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's partly why Planet Dynamics shut down was Mr. E got bills and was like, you know what? I'm done. And that was before there was really ad revenue like Mm -hmm. there is now. Yeah. Uh, Late 90s, early 2000s, there kind of was, but it was nothing like what we see nowadays. There was a very notable bubble burst, um, and we were Dazenshu X was affected by that at one point, where I forget who the the host was at that time. I mean, we moved from host to host to host, just 
desperately looking for anyone to just take our site. And at that point, we were just serving up flat HTML files. Um, I wasn't even in the business of serving up video clips. I had some music files and those kinds of things. But we were getting taken down just for the straight text files was driving too much bandwidth. No one knew how to handle it. I think there's still a great old article on Anime News Network about Taizen Chewy is, you know, a victim of the the dot-com bubble and, you know, they're looking for a new host. Um, And you would see that a lot back then. Yeah, yeah. Websites hopping around between hosts Mm -hmm. a lot. You know, sometimes monthly, sometimes it was more like yearly, um, or sites would go down. Just with no explanation for months. And then they'd come back, oh, because we found a new host. Yeah, um, I certainly went through, you, you alluded to GeoCities and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I started on my AOL space. I had two megs of yep. web space and that was for everything. That was for the HTML, that was for any images, anything. That was it. Um, and I moved from host to host. Um, there was Pokeball at one point. Uh, I think Josh was the name of the dude who ran that. There was SREAnime.net. That was Scott who ran uh, SREDBZ's page way back in the day. Um, he gave us some space. Um, the earliest fan sites that I knew all ran off of folks's college space uh, because that was yes. some of the most online, like well online <laughs> backbone well, I supported. When you were still on on Rutgers. I, exactly. That's where I was going with yeah. that. Yeah. At some point, I transitioned my site over to my college space because I had enough space and I knew it wouldn't go down. I didn't have bandwidth limitations at yeah, that let's point. Let's take the university down. Exactly. Crash it all. Um, and I resisted getting a real domain name for the longest time. Like, you, know, we still hold by a lot of these kind of like DIY fan site mm-hmm. ideals. And for me at the time, like, I didn't want to have a domain name. I'm not going to be like Planet Dynamic. I'm going to be, you know, my own dude over here. And I think that was part of why they ate my lunch was they had a domain name um, <laughs> alongside. Yeah, other we'll things go with they that really well. <laughs> um, but uh, that was when I, I really transitioned there. Um, I got the DizyX.com name. And the content was also drastically different than what it is Yes, today. it was. And the programming, everything is so dynamic now compared mm-hmm. to back then. You were talking static HTML pages. I mean, everything was just yeah. hard-coded. And if you wanted to update your sidebar on the side, I mean, you could do every single one. And then when they came up with... Server-side includes! Oh, my yes, God! <laughs> you could do a server-side include... Where you only had to update one file and then it would call that. And it was amazing. It. it was a revelation for It was a sites. game changer. Oh, my God. And then people started using it everywhere. I mean, yeah, using yeah. it as my header, my sidebar. Uh-huh. And that's essentially what things are now yeah, um, yeah. through, like, we use WordPress. And there's a separate file for the footer, the sidebar, right, the header, right. the content. The widgets and all that jazz, yeah. And then it loads each one separately, compiles it, and then generates a page for you to view. And back then, that it was not that way at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I remember those days. As soon as I got it to work for the first time, I mean, the light bulb just goes off of the possibilities of what you can do. And we ran with that kind of basic technology. I think at some point you upgraded Constantine to run off of some kind of news post system uh, at some point, maybe. Yes, and it was entirely PHP based. Yeah. Um, I was just flat ass HTML files up until 2012. Because at some point you and I started talking. I'm trying to figure out what the history of this is. Is Now, at this point, I feel like we've known each other so long. I kind of don't remember a time before. But it was yeah. definitely a you and I kind of like side eyeing each other going like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Well, and I had been a member of the forum for a long time. Yeah. And so we had interacted through that. Yeah. And then once I launched and I was a member before I launched Constantize. So then I did that. And we kind of did this nice dance for a while of 
well, okay, you're going to post that and then I'll post this. And the weird thing was, and it was slightly intentional on my side of, mm-hmm. I'm not going to replicate what you have. And my goal at the time was, I want to get all the episode pages up. I want to do all the yeah. manga pages mm-hmm. and then we'll do like some cast stuff. So it was more staff oriented mm-hmm. and then documenting a lot of that stuff. And you had a lot more, um, you know, transformation guides. We had DVD the guide. Yes. Yeah, well, some of that stuff. I was thinking about the DVD guide where you did the Japanese side of the home video guide. And I'm like, yes. well, they did that. So, you know, we'll stick up with the. Um, keep up with the American side of things. I had the CD listings, so you didn't do those. And you had, mm-hmm. we just had a lot of those kind of like complimentary things. Uh, well, and for me, uh, it's kind of, it was more, I want to make those pages. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, they're done well enough over there that I don't, I have other things that I can commit my time to. I don't mm-hmm. need to waste a bunch of time replicating this and then maybe slightly upgrading it, but not to a point that anyone would even tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I'll just keep going with what I'm doing. And then I remember the first time I was at Applebee's with my parents and I get this email, I believe, from you. Yeah. Like, hey, we're doing this podcast. I'd really like you to come out to Jersey. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I think that's... And we had been talking up until then. We yeah, were both yeah. on Twitter. I think you had been on the podcast already by that point. Yes, several times. And it was just kind of like, all right, well, I guess I better book a ticket. <laughs> so, <laughs> And we had done some other collaboration things. Um, we had an Otacon panel one year. I forget exactly what year it was, but it was definitely pre-Fusion that you know, we, we had a really fun, I think we, it was the 10 Things You Didn't Know About Dragon Ball uh, kind yeah, of style panel. Yeah, I want to say it was like 2009, somewhere yeah. in there sounds about right um we did a lot of stuff together wanted to have you on the podcast all the time and we just we formed a really great friendship um and we Mm -hmm. were really impressed with each other's work and it was a super on and off kind of casual so you know like at some point we should just put these together right well i think i was on the podcast so often yeah that it became well this isn't to dissent you podcast anymore this is just consensu podcast <laughs> i said this is consensu ex if we've tracked it back appropriately i think that's episode 163 back in february of 2009 so that's yes. years three years before we actually put the sites together consensu ex and consentai a little bit this episode consensu ex lives that's right. <laughs> we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Like I said, stars, everyone's here. Well, and then it just became a running gag. Yeah. We yeah. would just go with it. And I came up to Jersey another time mm-hmm. and we were in Mary's car. And yeah, I know yeah. we've told this story on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. podcast, but it was just like, well, are we serious about this? Right. And we were just kind of like, yeah, I think so. I mean, why not? Well, let's do it then. Yep. And it was just like right there. It was just a verbal, <laughs> let's do it. And I think even that night we came up with, let's try to do it by December because it's going to take some effort. We knew that it would. And I was like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna try to come up. Let's let's do some design work first. Like how can we make this work? And then compare pages, what overlaps, how we want to incorporate all that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, let's go. And so we sent out an email to everyone in our, our group. And that's when Julian just like through the most massive wrench into this putt. Cause I think it was, 
Was it January? I, think, I, I was wanted to. All right. So we had that that handshake. It was when we did the what the hell happened in Dragon Ball Kai episode. You and Corey yes. were out here. We were going out to dinner that night. Um, that's when we decided. So that would have been 2011. Um, and I said, all right, let's get this done. And we're going to launch it on December 21st, 2012, which was the Mayan doomsday theory thing. I thought that would and be And we're funny. like, oh, a year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More Easy. than a year. Yeah, then Julian yes. said, "Let's do it on April 1st. So we're like, "Yeah, that's that's hilarious. That's a great idea. What what if we did April first? Oh shit, we've committed to April first, and it pushed our timeline up like drastically. I it think did. even yeah, when we opened Constantai or Constantai Constantiu, um, we had to update each of our websites mm-hmm. to redirect there, <laughs> saying so long, and we had I, the forum wasn't up yet. No, we weren't we done yet." For sure. We weren't done. <laughs> I mean, we had enough. I think all the news was mostly there. All, yeah. Most of the content mm-hmm. pages we had made, which music was. Oh, my done, God. That was but... a mad scramble. I think within one week. I mean, you and I reporting pages like oh, crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, no oversight. It was just get, get it <laughs> over there and then go on the next one and just yep, keep going. Yep. We threw perfection out the door. <laughs> for a little bit there which is funny because we're both kind of anal it wasn't a konzenshu it was just a zenshu at that point yes at that point it was a collection of things <laughs> yeah but it was it was a lot of fun that morning seeing everybody's responses when they got up that morning of like yeah, yeah. oh my god and how many people reached out to us and thought it was a legit like joke like we did it we did all that work we ported all those pages and then we were just gonna like break apart again at the end of the day and yeah, go back yeah. to our, our sites. It's wild. It's like, how crazy do you think we are? Cause that, I mean, that's we not are in fact crazy, but that's a little something. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, it was almost exactly 10 years ago from our recording right now that we did the final segment of, we did this little like kickoff diary podcast episode where along yep. the way you and I would check in and do secret recordings about how we were along with the process over that year or so. Um, and then we did the like, all right, in 12 hours, we're clicking go on this. Heath, it is probably somewhere around 12-ish hours before we uh, officially turn Daizenshu EX and Konzentai into nothing more than pointers to Konzenshu.com. How you feeling? Nervous. Yeah, I totally am too. It's it's one of those weird things where you're really nervous but really excited. Uh-huh. One, I'm really excited because I'd like my life back. Oh, I know. I can't wait to see family and friends again. I know. I don't know what the thing is. Apparently, when you have stuff to do, that's when everyone wants to do things with you. <laughs> I know. And when you I have know. nothing to do, nobody wants anything to do with you. And it's just wild to me thinking about that. That feels like yesterday to me. I know. I, I talk about this a lot, but our, our sense of time is very different from the rest of the internet. We are in this for the long haul. We're not going anywhere. And so our projects will take literal years. That doesn't mean they're not happening. That just means they're, they're coming on our time, which is very different from, you know, blinking, you miss it. I saw a penny. I'm distracted onto the new thing, which has bitten us in the past. Absolutely. (laughs) Because, and I know we've discussed it before, but uh, you know, inside baseball here, we uh, many times have ongoing projects and then this shiny new thing comes up and we're like, I'm going to put this on pause for a second because I really want to work on that. What if or, I did this? Everybody's instead? talking about this. I should do this. And then the thing that you put on pause, completely forget about it. And it might be two years later and you're like, oh, crap. 
that's a, and half the time it's going through the page index and I'll be like, what is that? <laughs> and it has my name next to it and I'll go click on, oh, I did. I started that. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. I should do that. We each have several of those for sure. Yes. Or I, I stumble across ones that you have started. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I never even knew he did that. <laughs> Who okayed this? I didn't say to make yes. this. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely in our own time, although we, we do get distracted. Yeah. So definitely at any given time we have multiple projects and the majority are unfinished yeah i'm so. i'm the king of getting things to like 98 percent and deciding to do something yeah. entirely different well and then i guess we can also blame others for it um, <laughs> sure like, take no personal responsibility oh of course we, we had a lot of things going on for a while and then like the dragon ball super tv series happened and it was like oh well Okay, I guess we can't literally do anything else yeah, while we're yeah. working on this. Um, and then, well, Battle of Gods was its own thing. Uh, Resurrection F and Broly, I think, paled in comparison yeah. to what we did on Battle of Gods. I think Julian is Julian still in recovering. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that poor man. That's the kind of thing. I don't know if people realize. Um, I, I threw up a, a couple of the magazines in the one little TikTok video I did about Toriyama and Evolution and Battle of Gods. I don't think folks realize how many magazines came out there that had such essential information that is like the foundation of our understanding about how that movie came together. Like everything about Beerus originally being a lizard and infecting science with evil and Super Saiyan God, the cape, and like all these things all came from all these different places. And Julian just was a madman and did them all. And so we had all that information all in one place and we were the only ones doing it. And now everyone just like it's common knowledge about this film. Yeah. And it's because of Julian. It's because of Julian that we know all this stuff. Which is crazy. And just knowing the the backstory to that movie. And I think advertising has completely changed because even for Dragon Ball Super Superhero, it's like there's no magazine articles. And eh, I, I got like two. Th- I, that's there's a handful and most of them they've put out in movie theaters. So you just kind of go and get it or yeah. it's a flyer at a convention back then, even for battle of gods, they would promote it. Like this article we have. So-and-so is going to be in this magazine mm-hmm. this week. And you hardly see that with any of these other movies um, or any interviews that they do are just posted online. Yeah. And there's a lot of that now. Grab them. And th- none of them are to the degree that Battle of Gods, like I said, is kind of like foundational to the understanding of that film. Everything mm-hmm. for the most recent stuff is just kind of like. Exactly. I think there was so much backstory to that that they were like, we have so much stuff. that we uh, Maybe we're selling the Broly film a little short. There was there was some pretty important stuff that came out of that one that we were definitely able true. to get done. Kind of like that in conjunction with the end of the Super TV series. There was a lot of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of. That was the era of when Shueisha and Toei were changing how they were doing um, online yep. publications, too. Um, and so. the, the Dragon Ball Room was just a thing. And this yep. this is the first movie in, you know, forever that's coming out. So, I mean, they went so hardcore. In yeah, yeah. It. Whereas now it's, okay, we're coming out with one every three to four years. Mm-hmm. Just expect it. And there's not as much of a parade to really sell it. Yeah. Uh, and... Just it popped in my head. The official Dragon Ball website that they have now. Yeah. That's multilingual. Well, that didn't (laughs) exist. I put air quotes, but nobody can see that. (laughs) So because they do a lot of stuff in house and they're like, oh, you know, Shueisha is now involved. Namco Bandai is involved. Toei is involved. But they're doing it not separately. 
it's a it's like a joint effort, yeah. which is something that we have not seen. It's it's kind of nice because it actually makes things a lot easier to keep track of mm-hmm. and and not have to run around to newsstands and try to find everything. Yeah. But and we have all those magazines still. I know I have yeah, a bunch on sure my do. shelf. You have a bunch. <laughs> I feel um, like that kind of makes our job a little easier. Like I always feel like as long as something is known, I don't care whether we are the ones who put it out there or not. Um, mm-hmm. And that's made our lives a little easier these last few years because you know they can just put the information out there and it's done and everyone knows like, okay, we don't need to do it. Yes. We'll still, we'll still do a lot of things where, okay, their translation isn't completely wrong. So Julian, we're going to need you to retranslate Toriyama's comment because that is not what that said there. Um, so we, we still feel strongly about that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. Which I, I think we'll always do. If you're listening to this, you, you probably are familiar with Konzenshi. You know what we have on the site. Um, we're going to get to some announcements a little bit later on, but you're familiar with Konzenshi now. So I, I want to talk about our, our history and some of our favorite memories of the site over these last 10 years I, I certainly have memories before then they're not always the best but all the memories during Konzenshu are fantastic so kind of like a blackout yeah um i kind of want to ping pong a little bit here with uh, some of our, our favorite memories over the years um this one's going to be a shout out to jake and julian uh seeing some of our work and decisions blur over into the official releases um the spelling beerus is julian and the name omni king is jake um, I have the backing and proof of where that all originally came from um, and seeing them transition over into an official release is kind of wild to me. It is always interesting to see that. Um, and we enjoy it, obviously, but it's also I think it's a credit to them for not only understanding a lot of times the name puns yeah. that go with it. Um because that is typically our intent is to maintain whatever name pun is, not just direct translate into something that yeah, yeah. who knows what it is. And it caught on the fact Jake, you know, we talked about Julian getting burnt out with Battle of Gods, but what Jake did for Dragon Ball Super mm-hmm. TV series yeah, yeah. was it pretty much updated the entire internet yeah. on what was happening, uh-huh. what was accurate, what was said. And at the time, you know, and he kept doing it even once it became simulcast right. subtitles. Yeah, yeah. But before that, there were none because um, they didn't do that right. Re- away yeah, remember Dragon Ball Super wasn't simulcast from the beginning. <laughs> it was only into the Drunks arc, I think. Right? Yeah, it was. Yes. It was the Vegito episode, I think, was the the first subbed episode. And it was just so. So he would post up summaries. Yeah. And go through everything. Here's a episode title. And so while he's typing all that on the fly, he's coming up with what he would interpret these names to be based on and how he thought they should be spelled. And we would, you know, kind of maybe fidget with it a little bit or have an internal discussion. But overall, a lot of them came from just Jake doing his thing. And to his credit and Julian's credit, you know, a lot of it stuck. And when you live in this era of the Internet and social media, I think it was apparent that Funimation and possibly some other companies caught on to it because even the people in other fandoms, you know, as far as other countries were taking this in well as well and incorporating it into their own language and using these names. So it was just kind of neat to watch because that's not something, you know, years and years ago that ever would have happened. It's it, it's truly because of the social media era. I think that that really caught on because there are some names that that fans used a lot and and never made it <laughs> i want to read his tweet here this is from april 23rd 2016 i think i'm gonna translate zeno as omni king everyone's cool with that right speak now yep 
<laughs> I, I love some of these. Com- It'll never catch on. Omni King sounds weird. Why don't you give him another name? <laughs> this is great. It's amazing. The internet is just a treasure trove of, of goodness. How about you? Why don't you give me a, a fond memory, something these last 10 years? One fond memory that I really had, I mean, I have several, but one that, that pops to the forefront of my mind was Julian in Japan yeah. at the time. He and I were talking and he decided, you know what? Because uh, to backtrack a little bit, all of the manga chapter pages that we had on the site were ported over from Contentai. And then our friend Rachel mm-hmm. had written all of the synopses for right. those. Yeah, yeah. So we had all those pages. I did all the scans. Um, we put in some, you know, general information. And I had always tried to figure out when the release dates were for all of this, because I wanted to put a date on there. Yes. And Julian just said, well, let's just figure it all out. I said, oh, okay. What do you, what do you have in mind? And he's like, I'm going to either go buy them or I'm going down to the library. Um, because there are uh, how many, four or five places in Japan that are archives. Yeah. Like these big prefectural libraries. Yes. And they just keep all of the issues. And I, he sent me a text and it's just him sitting at a table like <laughs> he's got like a hundred, you know, different weekly jump issues. They literally wheeled out carts to him. Yes. And he's sitting there going through documenting the actual release date, the publication date mm-hmm. for every issue that Dragon Ball was published in. He also did Dr. Slump. Yep. Uh-huh. And it was just insane. And then he sent me a spreadsheet of it. And then he I and I have them all here. He has sent me all the issues that he bought. Yeah. But he also, with each one, he sent me all of his contemporary notes that he was taking <laughs> while he was going through them all. So I have all those. That's as well. awesome. And that's always a neat memory. Also, I really enjoyed just receiving the packages. Uh-huh. I'm like, what am I going to get I today? I, I documented a lot of them on Twitter whenever I'd get them. But, you know, I can't express enough the, the feeling you get when that arrived and it's like i have never owned one of these and then now i do and now i have a whole freaking library <laughs> yeah to just see and feel that history yeah um i, I do want to reiterate what you mentioned there yeah we have all of dragon ball we also have all of dr slump and that's going to come on the wiki at some point but uh, yeah every release day for every single dr slump chapter um and also every comment toriyama's ever written alongside a chapter and all, all the dragon ball stuff is up on the site already but we have everything because of those efforts that Julian did to not just look for them online. You know, he's done some of that, like some of these one shots we can't find. If you did find a, you know, an auction listing, you know, we'll take it from there mm-hmm. if necessary. But for the most part, everything was holding it in his hands, taking photos and transcribing stuff out of the original issues. Which is just crazy. And you mentioned the Toriyama's comments in each issue. Yeah. I would just like to say for the fact that we did that first before Shueisha decided to publish them uh-huh, all. Uh-huh. Um, Picking Duck did have did have them up on, he made a Twitter account for it. But yes, we beat, we, yes. both of us beat in Japanese and English respectively beat Shueisha to it. So indeed. <laughs> I was always proud of that. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a collection of them in Daisenshu 7, but it was incomplete. It was just like yeah, yeah. the main ones where he might specifically talk about Dragon Ball or a release or a movie. But right, right. Yep. We went for all of them, which is what, 520 plus? Yeah, yeah. Once Dragon Ball alone, then all of Slump. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. I want to hit um, a bunch of conventions. I, I kind of want to just 
roll through these because each of these could be kind of like their entire own episode. Some of them literally were their own episodes, but I mentioned sure. some of the things that we've done together. Um, but Animazement 2013, that was um, down in North Carolina, just meeting so many people in person for the first time, fans and friends of the site. Um, that was my first time seeing Masako Nozawa in person, and they're alongside Furukawa, Mideguchi, and Nakao. That was just incredible. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Just so many and smiles. And I wanted to make it to that one, and yeah. I couldn't. So I took a cover off a Weekly Jump issue yes. with Son Goku and sent it to you, and you had Masako Nozawa sign it for I me. I did, I did. So that is up on my wall. How nice. Love it. Yeah. Um, other, I mean, this is another Masako Nozawa, but New York Comic Con, I think it was 2018 when Nozawa was there. That must have been promoting... Or was it 2017? Whatever is for Broly, I I think. Mm -hmm. And just that she's wandering around the dealer's room like, Julian, go yell Japanese at them. (laughs) And then Julian's on Japanese TV because, of course, he is. And then I turn around and Joe and Julian are standing Mm -hmm. there talking to Nozawa. It's just I love that they were they were so impressed that he knew Japanese. I I remember the the look on that reporter's face. Yeah. Her jaw dropping. Like, yeah, some people do actually know Japanese outside of Japan. Here is one of them. Enjoy. Thank you. Um, that was just such a wonderful moment. Also, Julian and his Japanese proficiency, uh, Anime NYC interviewing Todu Furia, and the um, translator interpreter just standing up and walking out of the room because they were no longer needed. <laughs> Julian conducted literally the entire interview himself and Furia just talking in Japanese the whole time while I sat there and smiled and nodded politely. <laughs> The entire time you were just his ride yeah wonderful experience that that was a great podcast episode all right let me throw it over to you i guess to throw throw back to where we were i'll still always remember yeah being in mary's car <laughs> driving figuring that out and then we went out to dinner mm-hmm. and we met up with a a bunch of other fans that we had we had announced hey we're we're going to this restaurant those are and- two different things that was um were they yeah that was the it was episode 200 oh we went yes. to a restaurant doesn't exist anymore yeah so then when i was up visiting one time so i'm from the middle of the country and we have i don't want to say nothing because there's plenty <laughs> out here but we we don't have a book off and right. i remember that was the first time you're like let's go up to new york city we'll take you to book off yeah yeah and that was amazing that was when book off still I, had good stuff yeah i bought i already owned it but i bought a couple dragon ball cons and bond and i bought almost a complete set of the <laughs> dr slump cons and bond <laughs> i remember that um, you can't get those anymore. Those are hard to get. I know. And and I'm still missing, I think, two of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I got to see if I can track those down. I just bought the, the Bunkos because I was able to at least buy them. Oh, yeah. Like, I should have some other. I have the Tonko one. Julian, that was another one of those random packages. Like, mm-hmm. I just opened it up. It's like, oh, here's all of Dr. Slump. I didn't know this was coming, but all right. I guess yeah. I own Dr. Slump in Japanese now. Then more site specific, just collaborating with a lot of the people that we've been able to meet. Over the years, um, it's just it's been a complete pleasure working with people on the wiki and watching them work yeah. and doing things for me. <laughs> so, um, Therese, it's just I, she has been fantastic, and I I cannot sing enough praise for what she does. Yeah, um, and thousand percent. Hopefully, she doesn't go anywhere because then we'll all die. <laughs> I don't know, but um, as much as we talk about the content that we make and the things that we do. A big part, I think, of what makes our website work and the fact that we're still around and we love what we do is the people that we surround ourselves with. Yeah. 
and the friends that we make and how all of us really in general have so many interests outside of Dragon Ball even. Dragon Ball is, you know, what brought us together and and what we all enjoy and what we work on mm-hmm. and collaborate with. But we also collaborate on other things and there's there's other series that we all like or books, you know, just TV shows, random things. We have all these discussions and threads going all the time that that most people don't get to see. They're behind the scenes. We come in, we we talk, I don't know, 5% maybe yeah. on website stuff and the other 95 is just bullshitting and talking and making jokes and having a good time and enjoying each other's company it's just it's really nice it's refreshing because a lot of times you don't always get that and yeah. i think it is definitely a testament to not only those people but uh just us as a whole and how we can work together and keep it going frankly because 10 years is 10 years yeah in no matter what form you look at it yeah i mean you just think about where whoever is listening to this right now. Think about where you were 10 years ago. Are you still friends or colleagues with some of those people? Not necessarily. Yeah, surrounding yourself with people. I, I just think about all the phases we've gone through. And I always think like, oh, this is it. This is this is the end of my Dragon Ball friends. I'm never going to meet anyone new. Um, and that keeps changing. <laughs> There's always new folks coming in it really does um, and so, and they're not necessarily young either sometimes there are other old people <laughs> coming in and i i love that it's like where have you been all this time oh you've actually been a registered member of the forum for 20 years and oh okay and then i mean for me personally not only so the manga guide was a huge huge project that i thoroughly enjoyed and there's so many other things <laughs> that still need to be done with it yeah and we'll, we'll come back to it eventually and we want to do the same thing with the episode guide mm-hmm. for a lot of those pages. But one of my biggest accomplishments, um, not only did it test my coding skills, but also just my general knowledge of of animation. But the the revamp that I worked on for the animation production guide, yeah, that was um, much longer in the making than I had ever anticipated. I'm so glad I did it. it it's such a valuable resource. There are still things I want to add and tweak, but that I think is kind of the epitome of of what we are. Not only is it hopefully easier to use mm-hmm. and sort and find, it just provides the information that a lot of people are looking for because animation is a whole, I don't know, I want to say subculture yeah, yeah. of animation right now. And and there are certainly people out there that are much more knowledgeable than I. And we've been fortunate that we've been able to consult with them or talk with them or even bring them in and say, hey, you know, I, I approached AJ, who was just on the last podcast, and just said, you know, I'm not as generally knowledge with this. Can you help me a little bit? And he, oh, yeah, sure. And I mean, he'd write stuff and give it to me to review. I would tweak it. We'd go back and forth a little bit and it just uh, it was it was a joy. I really enjoyed it because there was a lot of stuff that we uh, didn't have on the website that I wanted to elaborate on more. And if I had questions, he was available and it was just it was really nice. And I I enjoyed getting that all done. And we'll see if if I ever get back to it, because there are certainly sections that are not complete at this point. But um, it it was such a weight off of my shoulders to get that thing done. There are still things that hopefully AJ can help me with. At some point, that's the kind of thing that I think you've I don't think folks realize like you really pioneered too. there's there's a lot of things I feel like we've done first and don't 
always necessarily get the credit for. And I feel like Heath, you and your animation stuff. Um, there's precedent to it before. I remember Ryan doing um, stuff over on Ginga Giri Giri, right? Kind of like breaking down mm-hmm. some of the styles and things. There's always been this interest in it. And I think um, you, you kind of carried that forward and really um, you know, laid the groundwork for what other folks have run with for their own animation documentation too. Yeah, in the, in the late 90s, that didn't really exist. No. Everyone was just kind of, well, because- oh, there's Triangle Guy and there's this, <laughs> you know, every they gave names to styles. Yes. There was never really well-documented credits that were even available to look at until the dragon boxes came out. The home releases wouldn't have that information. And if it was on there, they didn't Mm -hmm. translate it on the international editions. Um, So that information was kind of locked away. And that's the kind of stuff we all, we just want to tell people what this stuff says um, because we want to know it ourselves. And you and I have always said that we make a lot of the guides we do for ourselves. And if anyone else happens to like it, great. (laughs) Very true. And up until, you know, within the Western fandom, it wasn't really well known. Yeah. People would talk about it a little bit or there would be a discussion of, well, why is this episode look like this? But this one looks like this. Mm-hmm. And then that's about as far as it went. Yeah, yeah. Because there was no like, well, it's because this individual and his team worked for this company and they did this episode. And then it just it was not available. And then once it was um, on the Dragon Boxes, not because they were such exclusive items, not everybody owned them. Yeah, yeah. And most that did point, you know, me here didn't know a lick of Japanese when they bought them. (laughs) So, you know, most of my Japanese that I have learned was very specific Mm. to production aspects of the series. I've learned much more since then, but that was initially why. Even to this day, trying to do names is like the most frustrating thing that you can do in Japanese because there are so many different pronunciations. Mm -hmm. And we, we still even go back and forth, you know, AJ, some other people on Twitter will point out to me, hey, you kind of spelled this guy's name wrong because we just got confirmation through some other series elsewhere that they didn't interview. I was going to say, even name. in Japan, now Yoshi Yamamura was the, the thought, the, mm-hmm. the common spelling of that name because we hadn't seen it anywhere written with any other yeah, and I, I posted a whole article one time because I had gone on news anime news network and they had naoyoshi and tadayoshi both versions of his name <laughs> that's and funny i was just like what the hell <laughs> and on Konsentai, we had naoyoshi yeah because that's that was the prevailing mm-hmm. you know knowledge at the time and then an interview came out with him uh was it with the dragon box was it the it was golden warrior oh the golden yes the illustration book and there was an interview in there with him and they provided the Ferragana with his name. I think it was written in our alphabet too. (laughs) Yes, I think it was. And it was just like, Oh my God. We've we've been using the wrong name for this guy for like 25, 30 years. So, you know, it's things like that, that are, are just kind of neat to come upon and may not mean anything to anybody else. And I'm totally fine with that, but I'm such a perfectionist sometimes about certain things that I (laughs) want to know and I want to be right. And I think a lot of these people, you know, they, they work really hard and, if we're going to document things, I want to be respectful. Yeah, you want to get their name right. Try to get their name right. Yeah, for know? sure. I want to hit a couple last things here. Some mm-hmm. of the other interviews we've had, um, maybe we can share some of those stories in another decade or so. Um, there was that time when someone you've all heard of accused us of hacking Google. 
There was Toei's lawyers requesting us take down material that Bandai Namco America was specifically sharing on their press FTP server. I remember being at work one day and getting a phone call from you. I'm like, why the hell is Mike calling me? He's like, dude, we just got this cease and desist from Toei. I was like, what? Oh, all right. We've talked about some of our memories and our stories. I want to read this comment from Julian here. Um, Julian, unfortunately, couldn't join us right now. He's got a lot going on and he's in Japan. So timing is just difficult to line up here. So this is from Julian himself. Ten years. Feels like an instant. Having joined up with Mike for the early 2003 relaunch of Daisenshu EX, I thought I might have a hard time adapting. But by now, the current combined site has been around just as long, if not longer, than my time with Daisy X. Time flies. I remember proposing on the Lark that we launched on April Fool's Day, but then we actually ended up committed to it, which was one heck of a crunch. I remember sitting up at night, revising lyrics translations that I'd left half-finished since college so they could go live with the new Fused site. I think they were only still partly finished when we opened. In hindsight, the fact that Kai's initial phase had ended and Battle of Gods had yet to be announced was a blessing, since it allowed us to focus on existing content to launch a site with, without having to keep up with a steady flow of news, something there will be much of very, very soon. These days, as my family has grown and my real-life workload has increased, my backlog has become a running joke on the site. Still, I haven't forgotten about it, and still intend to get back to it someday. Hopefully sooner than the 20th anniversary of Konzenshu. I feel like this is one of those magazine interviews. There's like comment from Julian. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I I appreciate you uh, sharing that Julian. Happy to be able to pass that on to the listeners. Heath, we've been going, at least for us, we've been recording for about an hour. You know, that's a full podcast episode, but we promised some stuff at the top of the show. Uh, I know a lot of folks are, podcast exclusive listeners that don't necessarily go to the website but we are celebrating a lot of stuff with the website itself right now yes 10 years um we're posting new things and launching new things tell me about the website design you re you redid the website why not right i mean 10th anniversary um i so funny thing I i was looking back the other day and i don't think i've updated our website design since 2017 so it's been about five years yeah oh my god (laughs) so we've learned a lot over the years and one of the biggest things is always everybody's going mobile so that was one thing that uh we really want to strive through the issue that we have on our end for anyone that uses the site everything well not everything but most of what we have has existed for like 20 years right yeah it was designed for a fixed width small content window. It was designed for Netscape Navigator. Yes. For computer screens that were 1024 by 768. Um, so if your content area was pretty much larger than 600 pixels, oh, that's not good. And that's how we've always been. So the goal of this was to kind of expand that a little bit, make things a little more readable. Um, Mm -hmm. easier to access navigation was a huge thing that we worked on for this Uh, people are always like i don't know how to use the site what do i click on it's like well we want to give you lots of options without cluttering too yes so that's what we've done uh we've brightened things up just a little bit color wise Mm -hmm. uh for those of you that always ask no we don't have a dark mode because (laughs) for various reasons i would love to do it but um it means I have to go around to every single content page that we have and make sure that it would work. And I don't have time for that. 
So a whole new redesign. Uh, literally, I deleted everything and started 100% from scratch. Uh, things will look very similar, but it's 100% recoded from the ground up yeah. so that uh, things are easier for us to find, to fix, to edit. It's not only for you, but it's for us as well. <laughs> and and I, I'm very pleased with how it has turned out. It's Yes, it's been some time coming. Also, I would go through spurts of like five months not yeah. working on it. <laughs> And be like, oh, yes, I should do this. So two things there. One, we gave ourselves this deadline and you're like, this is good. This is the kick in the pants I need to actually get it well, done. Well, I said I need a deadline. <laughs> right. It'll Give never me happen. a deadline. Um, but I also want to say, like, this isn't what you do for a living. And the fact that you've made such an incredibly beautiful functional site is a testament to your care and your love. Um, and, Thank you. and I appreciate it. I, I think it's amazing. I will say there are not many not only are there not many fan sites, but there are not many that I feel like are as put together as what we have. And I, I take great pride in that. Yeah. They're, they're either, uh, you know, out of the box kind of thing, or they're likewise still running on, you know, 2008 technology. I mean, I, I have helped other websites. I've been contacted by people saying, Hey, you know, we have this, what can we do? And it, it is, it is just a base layout that they bought yeah. for WordPress that they've slightly tweaked. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. We have always, I've always wanted something custom that is built just for us. Mm -hmm. And I've had people ask that, you know, what theme to use? I, I <laughs> built it. You can't yeah. just go find it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in large part, that's because I want complete control mm -hmm. over how things work. So when Mike function. says, Heath, can you do <laughs> this for me? <laughs> yes. So um, to, to that end, new website design. And for me, I love it because I've been using it for a while and going to the old one. I hate like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> Just because I've, I've gotten so spoiled with this one. So yeah, super awesome. I hope everyone loves it. There's still going to be more tweaks. I mean, I'm sure you're going to keep fixing things and making adjustments. And, and every time we switch over something new, somebody's like, Hey, I noticed this. And like, well, thank you. So if you do notice anything, you know, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter or shoot me a private message on the forum. Something, let me know if something's wonky. And if you hate it, don't tell us. We don't want to know. Our fragile egos can't take it. No, that's not entirely nope. true. But also, it's very don't true. tell us. Um, we have other new things going up. This is something I decided on a lark. You know, I was just rereading some of the items and I'm like, you know, we should redo this. Um, the rumor guide is one of my favorite sections of the website. Apparently, I launched that in 2003. So some of that text is some of the oldest you know, pre-fusion content on the site. Mm -hmm. And I've certainly updated some of them over the years, have added new items over the years. But when I launched that, it was a real simple bucket of about four pages. And there were only a couple items on each page. So, you know, it made sense to just have those. We've always wanted to be able to like link to just the page that says Toriyama didn't forget lunch. Like I just want to link it to just that one. So I've broken out the entire rumor guide. I have effectively rewritten every single one. Um, they're all new. I've added new images into things, new citations on things. And then I went through and proofed it all. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Which we almost never do. I know we never read each other's stuff. We should. No, sometimes we do. Um, and then kind of like last minute, you threw together an entire new like main rumor guide page to, to complement mm -hmm. what we did there. Um, so I love it. I love that section so much. It's one of my babies. And I really felt like, all right, we're going to do this. I want to write some new ones too. Um, and I 
cranked some of these out. I've always wanted to write these. So the the three new entries that we're launching with right now, um, first one is Funimation didn't begin dubbing the series until 1999. We, of course, know that is false. The other one that I've been really excited <laughs> to put together because it relies on a translation that I still haven't posted yet. That's because this is one of those classic examples of I didn't do that because I got distracted by doing this. Instead, the Budokai video games held back story content due to the English dub being so far behind. That is false. I have a wonderful new entry in the rumor guide all about that. Um, then another one that I, I'm shocked we never put in there, but the title of Dragon Ball Z movie one. What is Return My Gohan? Is that the title of that film? Well, in fact, someone thinks it is, but it is not actually <laughs> the official title of that film. So uh, please enjoy the new rumor guide. I will have another entry going live in that in approximately two weeks that I wrote a year ago. Maybe you can do the math and figure out what that one might be. But uh, hmm. please look forward to it in the coming weeks. Um, Heath, you redid some other stuff. You, <laughs> you redid my babies. I did. So uh, a while back, I completely revamped the translation archive. Yes. And you had done the press archive mm -hmm. completely just... You pulled in all the coding from that. From the old translations version. Yep, and reused it. Yep. So I had to make sure that code was still active so <laughs> we didn't break the press archive. Right. Um, so with this new redesign, I have also done a complete facelift for the press archive so that it will match uh -huh. the translation archive. It's searchable. Um, it looks exactly the same. Filters you want to search by video game magazines, anime magazines, years, content. Yep. So it's amazing. I decided it, it was probably about time we we did that. And also I wanted to delete all that old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and then on top of that, I just finished doing this actually the other night in preparation of of launching the lyrics section, which to go all nostalgic on you, it was really funny. I had. I talked to you about it, but I was going through some pages as I'm editing things and they are literally made 10 years ago, almost to the day uh -huh. by, by Julian, by Julian. Yeah. and they've never been opened, edited yep, since then. Uh, they're completely untouched for the last 10 years. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> but um, so I went through and updated all of those. So the presentation of the lyrics guide, well, lyrics archive is very similar to the others it's not really searchable because it's delineated already by yeah, series you can figure it out and, and <laughs> go to the page in order you can go through so but stylistically it matches and then i've redone all of the actual pages when you open them if you open a lot of the japanese lyric pages they will automatically expand to fit your browser so it's wider all the way instead of being confined things like that just to Add some nice functionality in between it. A lot easier to navigate through. Styles match, mm. which is nice. Um, I added some hovering effects so that when you put your mouse over it, it highlights all the way across so you can read which line is which. Oh, wow. So I know it's the little things. Um, so a lot of that stuff was just like, I really need to do this. So cool. I've been putting this off for so long and. And I think Dragon Ball Super was the last time that we even have really added anything. Yeah, yeah. So we're overdue for some lyrics, I think. We have a little bit of catch-up. Yeah, yeah. But there's also some English lyrics that are documented. Rock that wagon, Rotten Dragon. Yeah. So 
Yep, that's what I did. And then the last few days, also help you with the rumor guide. Yeah, <laughs> thank those you. Are, those have been my main things. <laughs> All right, that takes us to the big one. Um, I have a yep. full post written up about this that I've been slaving over and tweaking and rewriting. And I, I really think that this post will do a better job than I can probably, you know, an hour and change into a podcast kind of explain. But we are launching Patreon. Uh, I have been doing this since January 1998, and I have always made a concerted effort to do whatever I can to not ask people for help or money or anything. Um, because I, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I, I really, I feel strongly about the old ancient bygone eras of DIY fan sites. Um, I think that's what makes us special and what sets us apart. Uh, I think it probably places us in a position that a lot of people might not care for at the same time. But I think those of you who are with us and see what we do, um, get it. You understand it. Um, and I've had so many people ask for so long, like, I want to help you. What can I do? And I'm always like, no, I don't want your, I don't need your handouts. <sighs> so Heath, in the um, kickoff diary that we recorded 10 years ago, uh, I make a this offhand comment about like, you know, I'm turning 30 this year and you know, there's a lot going on. Life is different. OK, do the math. So this is 10 years later. We're all at different points in our life, you know, and and I'm good. The I'm not going anywhere. The site is not going anywhere. We've always made this promise like we are in this for the longest of long hauls. This is this is our life's work. But we could use some help <laughs> because it really has gotten to a point where, um, guys, it costs a lot to run a fan site <laughs> these days. This isn't like, you know, even acknowledging the equipment and the time and the resources that people put into quote unquote content creation in, in other ways. We just have expenses that don't exist um, with a lot of other outlets of creativity um and we could we could use your help we wanted to make this as simple as possible we have rewritten and whittled down and changed and swapped so many tiers and ideas and, and things over the years and we wanted to launch this at a time where it was clear to you that we are indeed recommitting ourselves to this so you'll notice that the podcast is semi-regular again we're launching the website um, design refresh. We're, we're adding new stuff to the site. We want you to know and feel comfortable knowing we're not going anywhere and we are, we are here and we're launching that damn wiki. That's coming. <laughs> Let no one say it's not coming. That thing is coming, but that's just, it's, it's more stuff we, we have to worry about. We're going to keep this super, super simple for now. We're going to launch with two tiers, a $1 tier at this level. You're just saying, I fucking love you guys. Here's a dollar. And I'm going to give you a cool rank on the forum if you want one. Next level, $5. This is monthly. You get that forum rank if you want it and then access to our Discord server. So we've been using Discord almost like our project management software for a while now. <laughs> um, I remember sending Which emails. Which is weird because... Back in we the day, we shifted completely from the forum. Yeah, yeah, we did. I've I've looked at like Basecamp and all sorts of like actual project management software over the years. I'm like, I don't mm -hmm. want to waste money on this. Like, we actually try to run a pretty tight ship around here with what our expenses are and what we do and what we use and what what works for us. So we want to keep this simple and not overpromise and underdeliver on things. So you'll notice we're not right now. We're not launching with, you know, oh, we're going to do you know a Patreon exclusive podcasts and and live streams and that kind of thing. Maybe at some point in the future, you know, if this goes beyond our wildest dreams, we can reconsider and talk about that. We want to keep this simple. We want to give people like the easiest options possible to say, hey, 
I love what you guys do. Here's what I can do for you. So this is what we're launching with right now. I hope you like it. I hope you enjoy it. I have no idea where this is going to take us. Um, As we're talking right now, we're like a day and a half away from going live with all this stuff. I I just have no idea what to expect. Um, So I will say thank you in advance. Thank you in retrospect. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm open to all the conversations about what this means. Um, And one thing I want to make explicitly clear, we are doing this and putting everything towards, I I just call it keeping the lights on. Heath and I are not taking a paycheck. I I don't even know what else to say. Like this is going just for the website. This is to keep the website online. That's what it's going towards. If we miraculously exceed that level, maybe we'll consider reimbursing ourselves for shipments. You know, Julian's cost a lot of money to send things from Japan. We're constantly buying things. You know, I got psycho jump and V jump that are monthly at this point. Uh, they're $5 magazines that cost $25 to ship. Um, and you know, you're like, Oh, but you just buy magazines. What what I need to pay for your magazine. I'm like, well, you know, this actually, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So when you, when you want to know what was said and, and then issue, you know, that, you know, we're not just making it up. We actually have the issues to go back to. Uh, and I'm kind of filling back from the beginning as well, from the earliest days of V-Jump. Um, Julian paid out of pocket for the original three trial run issues of V-Jump. I don't think people quite understand how expensive those magazines are. Um, the magazine, the issue of Wired that everyone cites about um, Goku and the poison inside of him. That was a really expensive magazine. Um, these, these kinds of things I will say that Julian has done that are, I feel like I'm repeating some of my phrases, but kind of like these foundational kind of like taken for granted understandings of Dragon Ball. Julian spent a lot of money on over the years and we do it when we can and when we could. Um, and people keep asking, I'm, I'm rambling, but people ask how they can help. This is how you can help. This is a really easy way. We're not going to ask too much. We're not going to overpromise, underdeliver. under deliver. This is just, you want to hang out with us? This, this seems fairly standard for websites and podcasts for their Patreon levels, like the base levels of what they do. Um, and I kind of wanted to mirror that as we went forward with it. I have talked way too much about it. Please read my post instead, because I think it's more succinct, even though it's extremely long. Heath, do you have anything you want to add on that matter? I just want to thank anyone that is willing to support us and, and what we do. Because, you know, it's, we take it to heart and we really enjoy what we do and we hope everyone enjoys what we do. And at the end of the day, we do this because we want to and we hope people can get something from it, take it, have a discussion about it with other people, maybe even not us. Um, but yeah, it we're just kind of at that point and I, I won't ramble on too long, but to re- reiterate kind of what you said, it's we're going to keep the lights on. You know, even if you don't donate, we're not going anywhere. We're just, we're asking for that little bit of help. Anything that you can give us and we truly appreciate it. Come hang out and chat with us. We're going to get a lot done. I think (laughs) is kind of where I'm hoping this goes. (laughs) That is true. The more feedback we get sometimes, you will pressure us into doing certain Uh things that we hadn't planned on doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've been going for a while. I know, you know, you, you got to get back to things. I uh, get it. I got to get back to things. We're going to be launching this in you know a day and a half or so. Um, we got to get all our eggs in the basket. Is that the phrase? Ducks in a row. Don't put all your eggs in a basket. Don't put all the ducks in a basket. There's an idiom in there somewhere. There has to be. Something, something. Weasels last fart. Um, www.kanzenshuu.com. That is kanzenshu.com. Also, check out patreon.com slash kanzenshu. Um, I have been Mike. Again, Fujito EX. That was Heath. 
Hugio. I want to thank Julian, Saya Jedi. We just go by our first names, and you know we certainly have those screen names. Please, this isn't 1990 anymore. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, thank you, everyone, um, for 10 years of Konzenshu and beyond. I can't believe I've been doing this as long as I've been doing it, but I love, love, love every minute of it. This means the world to me. Heath, you mean the world to me. Julian, you mean the world to me. All thank of you. you. You are fantastic folks. I adore you. I appreciate you. And I'm going to leave it there. Heath, you get final word here on episodes at 492 of our podcast. We Ooh. will hit, I guarantee you, we will hit episode 500 this calendar year i don't know what we'll do for it we'll have to figure out something else to do where we don't just talk about ourselves Mark it down december 31st yeah <laughs> well thank you for having me sir um it is always a pleasure i, I know we always have a fun time and uh, i hope everybody enjoys the content that we we bring the laughter the smiles that you don't really get to see because this is audio <laughs> But we're smiling. Whatever. Thanks, everybody. We really appreciate it. Here's to another 10 years. 